And you can now reach out and leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash fanboys slash message. And who knows, you could appear in a future episode. So hello and welcome to another edition of the fanboys and we're going to talk about empire strikes back mm. but before we do uh, i'm dennis i'm here with alex hello there hello there and uh we're here with paul good evening good evening <laughs> uh how are you all doing i'm perfectly fine how are you yeah not too bad quite tickety boo uh been up too much uh, mainly working, but um, TV programs and uh, gaming in between. Oh, which game, Alex? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Alex. What game have you been playing? Yes. <laughs> Grand <laughs> Theft Auto: The Definitive Edition. No, I didn't know because I played it on PS3 <laughs> and, and PS PS2. So what's was the point, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. You didn't get because the uh... making a bit of extra money for me. Because oh, okay. PS2 versions better. Um, I think that the new version had lots of problems, so I think Rockstar have, have messed it up big time. Right? Yes, I think. <laughs> you know, funny enough, just before you uh, you you turned up, um, Paul and I were just talking about the uh, the state of the video games market. It's absolutely dire, mm-hmm. with games being released in uh, incomplete, broken states, relying on patches to fix them all up. Yeah, awful. Mm. Uh, you and Dennis, Paul and Dennis, what have you been doing this week or since the last podcast? Oh, Paul, you start. Well, okay, um, I've been obviously hospital visits, getting ready for Christmas, mm-hmm. planning a move. My garage is actually full of boxes of Blu-rays and DVDs and computer games at the moment, ready for a move that I don't know when's going to happen. Mm. <laughs> ready for a but, match, yeah. yeah. Yeah, really. It's like go, go, go. Like, <laughs> uh, have you had any good news, Paul, about about moving to anywhere next? I've had no good news about moving as we speak. I'm viewing a property on Tuesday. Okay, but I've had for... good news on other things with my eyes and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> That's good. I hope you. Get, I hope that on Tuesday that the property that you do view, um, you are successful. Yeah, me too, because I want to get back into Exeter, because living where I live at the moment is out in the sticks around nothing. So, Do you know what? That important. sounds almost lovely. And it's because it's seasonal. Most of the shops are shut as well. So, Yay. No <laughs> Christmas shopping for you. I'm done. Oh. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. That's it. Yeah. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> Christmas shopping's finished. I'm, 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 it's just wrapping it all. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, I can't say I've been up to anything too exciting. I've uh, just just sort of working and gaming. Lots of World of Warcraft uh, picked up. Left, well, it's not Left for Dead anymore, is it? It's Back for Blood back on the PlayStation. Blood. Great that's, game. That's quite good fun. Yeah. Um, so I had a bit of bit of a dabble in there. Uh, picked up Civilization in the uh, Black Friday sale on the PlayStation Five and a strategy game called Stellaris for the PC. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that, we need, that's... We need, to, we need to find out whether Back for Blood is cross-compat. It is. Obviously, I've got it on Game Pass. Oh, I see. Yeah, it is, it, actually, because my first game uh, was with uh, three PC players and me. So that's cool. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be in there with you at some point. You've now been promising got, that for I've years. Got, I've got internet now. <laughs> How how fashionable! I know, right? <laughs> Welcome to the twenty first century. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dear. Other than that, though, it's just been sort of work, rest, play. We're all pretty much ready for Christmas now, and uh, yeah, it's all tickety boo. Yeah. So having a nice family Christmas, mm. getting family around and stuff. Jack, Jack, and well, I'm going. One. I'm going over to the little ones on Christmas Eve. And okay. Sleeping over there, so we get uh, we get the whole Christmas morning experience with the grandson. It's going to be lovely. Oh, nice! Yeah. Are you Santa? <laughs> Do I look like Santa? Bar You're humbug. getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> it's my your, beard your isn't beard, white enough. 
Yeah, it's, it's not white enough, but it's getting long enough. It's probably long enough, but it's not white <laughs> enough yet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what else has been uh, popping up? Oh, I see today when we're recording this, it's actually um, the 5th of December. Uh, and this morning, the new trailer for the uh, animated Spider-Man sequel popped up. Did you see that? I did. I didn't see I need to look at that. Oh, the return yeah. to the spider or across the spider verse, isn't it? It's called this time. It's called across the spider verse, and I part think, one. Yeah, and so I think there's going. It's a multiverse thing, obviously. Yeah, and, and and it's. I think we're going. That's where we're going to be seeing Garfield and Maguire and. No, 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 no. That's the live action. Now I'm talking the animated one, the Miles Morales show. Season oh right, sorry. Movie. I still Sorry. need to watch that, that animated uh, Spider-Man film that you recommended to me, Dennis. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. This sequel okay. Okay. Um, trailer for that sequel came out this morning. Uh, and yes, Alex, you've got homework now. Go and watch that film before the end of the weekend. So I will got, do. You've only got a few hours left to do it, okay? Well, I've, got, I've got nights this week, so I've got plenty of time to work. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, honestly, it's... Uh, I, don't get me wrong, I love the, uh, the modern Spider-Man films, but this is the greatest Spider-Man film ever made to Toby is, no not the Toby Maguire one no the animated Spider-Verse one with Miles yeah, Morales it is one of those films that came along and you think ooh and it was an unexpected hit wasn't it phenomenal that's what it was yeah. phenomenal so Very that, good. that good. dropped this morning and um, and of course being December we're only a few weeks away now from uh, the book of Boba Fett yes yeah, not long oh and doesn't that look good did you watch the second trailer I sent you? Oh, I've seen them all, mate. Believe me. Yeah. That's, oh, doesn't that look amazing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's got a certain bit of darkness attached to it, isn't it? Just an element of it. You can feel it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that big time. <laughs> so there's no, release date, there's no release date for the um, Obi-Wan TV series then? No. Okay. Not that I've seen yeah. yet, anyway. I, th- I do you think that they'll run into each other, or do you think Ashoka will come into play? No, no, um, they can't. They're completely different time zones, aren't they? Obi Wan's dead in the Mandalorian era, and yeah. Ashoka is. Oh gosh, when would that be set? That would be again, yeah, afterwards. So yeah, Obi Wan will be dead by then. I'm thinking, Ashoka. Yeah, he'd be dead. Yes. <laughs> just trying to, just, I'm just trying to mentally picture the timeline here. It's a bit, a bit askew, isn't it? Yes, I, uh, I get, conf- I do get confused in the timelines a bit because there's so many shows that were in production. But unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, a couple of them are dropped, haven't they? Mm, mm. Well, um, the interesting new snippet out of uh, Disney was that uh, Hayden Christensen is not just returning to play Darth Vader in Obi Wan, but he's also going to pop up in Ashoka as well, which makes me think he's going to be either in flashbacks or he's going to be a Force ghost. Yeah, it's going to be one of the two. <laughs> but then, we, but then there's other shows which are, which are not coming, which I was really looking forward to. Red, um, oh, oh the, the Red Squadron movie, yeah, or Rogue that's, Squadron movie, whatever it's called. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's that's been they pulled the plug on that one, sadly. Yeah, um, sad. <laughs> yeah. However, there is whispers that um, Cara Dune is going to be recast. Yeah. That's wrong, you see. You can't. That, that's like you're trying to replace Carrie Fisher halfway through Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Mm. You can't do it. No. No. It's going to cause a few controversies. It will it'll cause something. Yeah. Hold on about it. There's, there's someone. Did I, did I send you a message or a link to the, the, the rumor that Miss Gina is coming back to the Mandalorian? They're going re- to bring her back. Like, mm. to, say, to say sorry you you sent me an article but it said she was being recast uh, and that she's not coming back they burnt that bridge I think so, that's so wrong So you, you got the, the head bubble for that didn't you I did yeah absolutely I leapt on one of those um, what do they call them uh, Funko Pops yeah I yes. grabbed a Funko Pop of Cara Dune before they went up in price just in time <laughs> um, but there, there are internet whispers uh, that um, the character could be played by someone like Lucy Lawless. Hmm. It would work, but it'd be controversial. Is the word? Is it? Well, it would work. 
because they're similar, aren't they? I'd rather they killed her off off screen, to be honest, than have a recast. Yeah, maybe have a relative maybe. join or something. Yeah, sister of Cara Dune. Yeah, Lara Dune or whatever. I don't know. Um, but uh, but talking of Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> best film ever <laughs> <laughs> really yeah really? well it's yeah. not my favorite film of all time the best star wars film ever oh yes controversy I, already i actually think that mm-hmm. <laughs> over, over all of the movies that empire's your favorite yeah, yeah. okay that's cool okay it now. Is. I, I think it's better than all nine right okay 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 I i'm gonna even more than Rogue. <laughs> oh, that's fighting talk, mate. That's fighting talk. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for coming. That's the end of the show. So, uh... <laughs> no. Do you know what? I've got to ask this because this this leapt to mind straight away. Are you are you thinking that Empire Strikes Back is the best film because of its just it, technically it is. Or and, and it's better than the original, even though the original just changed your world, so to speak, your view of cinema and sci-fi. You you, you rate rate it higher than that. I think the story uh, and 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 things happening in it. This, everyone's seen it, so it's no spoilers. But the main things that happen to it, attached to it. And the fact that... Oh, by the, the way, there may be spoilers, in, people. There may be spoilers. The, yeah, the situation with my own family at that time come into play. It's just, I, if I was going to watch, if, if I walked into a room and I think I want to watch a Star Wars film, the first one I go to in my Blu-ray collection is Empire Strikes Back. Before Alex. I, I, I think for me, I mean, um, I was brought up like we were watching the original trilogy. So, you know, you're going to see A New Hope and Empire, then Jedi. Uh, but I do, I love Empire Strikes Back, but, you know, I, I, I have more love for A New Hope because that's the first Star Wars film I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, now, again, I, I think Return of the Jedi is, is phenomenal. It's fantastic. It certainly wasn't what I was expecting. Um, but I must say, if I was going to watch a Star Wars film, I'd probably choose either A New Hope or Return of the Jedi. Really? Yeah. See, Jedi's ruined for me for obvious little reasons (laughs) (laughs) don't say it say it again i'm kicking you out that's a swear word in this room (laughs) really and the amount of times you've said another word of two names (laughs) (laughs) sounds like baba yeah (laughs) the the baba sinks (laughs) okay all right. that's a that's a forbidden word it is it is it's a swear word um now i must admit if i'm going to pick a star wars film a classic era star wars film it's going to be episode four or episode six purely because they are um fun exciting and they've got happy endings mm-hmm. empire is very dark i think that may be one of the reasons i like it because i like dark things anyway but mm. and i'm a bit of a horror fan but but i i there's something about Empire Strikes Back that just, I cannot, I don't think I blink watching it. Okay. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I just, if someone says, oh, I can't leave the film, I can't pause it, I can't, you know, I just have to watch the entire thing. I just love everything about right. it. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Alex, uh, yes. I've got to ask. What what can you tell us then that made this film so different? Do you think it was down to the the writing or the direction? Um, I mean, I I can't remember what what film Irving Kirshner had directed before Empire Strikes Back, but I heard a story that you know, I mean, from his direction as moving, didn't he? He directed RoboCop two as well, didn't he? But yeah. I, I love the I love the filmmaking. It's not just like. Um, when they filmed the scenes of Hoff, it was all, you know, the torn, torn scenes are done by Phil Tippett. Um, and then some of the ma- other scenes were filmed in, is it Fint in, in Norway? Yep. I just love the, um, I just love the locations and the planets that the um, you're taken to within the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, interestingly enough, I've just had a quick look on the uh, Internet Movie Database about Irvin Kirshner. Um, and yes, apart from Empire Strikes Back, yes, Robocop 2 is uh, one of his. Uh, but so is The Eyes of Laura Mars, which was a phenomenal film back in the day. And yeah. a James Bond movie. Yeah, that's that's the Bond movie that never happens. Never say never again. Yeah. That was horrible. It was yes. bad. Yeah, that was really bad. That's why I say it never really happened. The, the, the Kim Bassinger one, isn't it? I think it was, actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the we'll, have to do a, man. <laughs> we'll have to do a Bond episode as well, because I saw the new Bond film recently, and that was, that was actually quite good. Yeah, I was I quite surprised. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I've... I've, I've I was going to watch it on digital, mm-hmm. and then I and then I went onto Amazon and ordered the 4K to go with the rest of my collection. So I'm just waiting for that to arrive. It comes on the 20th of December, so oh, okay, oh. I'll be watching it then. <laughs> well, I probably won't be watching anything in 4K until Dune comes out on disc. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, Dennis, it's going to be moist. amazing, but I, I will say it's unfortunate that it's not going to be what we experienced. Yeah, true, true. Because you, It's, it's yeah. going to be awesome. It will but, be awesome. It'll be gorgeous, but, but it won't but it be. Won't, but it won't be what we experienced, which it's is... Like, um, it's like when he directed Blade Runner, when we saw it in the cinema, it's, you know, oh, you, can, yeah. you can watch it anywhere else, but it's not the same as... Like, yeah, the, the whole cinema thing, even with Blade Runner, you felt it as well as saw it. Mm-hmm. You were there. Yeah. Uh, it was wonderful. So, Which also uh, brings into play how I feel about Empire Strikes Back. It was amazing in the cinema. You mm-hmm. can't really portray the, the feelings I got in the cinema across a disc. You can't. Well, no, but... <laughs> When we were back in 1980, though, that's pretty much all we had. You had to go to the cinema to see it. It wasn't going to appear on TV on Saturday night, and there certainly wasn't a VHS tape of it for a few years afterwards. You could get it on Cinefilm. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, yeah. Yeah. I remember my mum hired a Cinefilm for one of my birthdays, and it was Superman the movie. I was heartbroken. (laughs) Yeah. Just projected onto a sheet in the living room. It wasn't the same. <laughs> See, my 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 grandfather had a massive cine film collection. He used to be he used to be a cinematographer in an old cinema, and he he had a he had his cine camera, and he used to put two white doors up in in his front room to watch films on. And okay. I think I subconsciously inherited that myself. You know, my film collection, and I, and I think that's where my love has come from. But <laughs> but yeah he he had star wars a uh, new hope was we called it then star wars on that and it was unwatchable because of the clattering noise of the bloody camera yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay right so hopefully if you guys got the uh, the messages i sent out earlier it have all brought two or three things about the empire strikes back along with you today to talk about oh i do yeah so paul would you like to bring up one of yours please okay this one thing that I've really been looking for and can't find mm-hmm. is that in 1983, a USA radio play was made of The Empire Strikes Back, and I want to hear it. It was it was actually produced by Kirshner and George Lucas, and it was a radio play. Okay. And that's something which is rare, and I'd love to find. <laughs> right. Uh, not a lot of people know about that. I think on Facebook, I've seen there is a page on Facebook. Um and it's about the, the Star Wars radio shows for mm-hmm. like a New Hope and Empire and Jedi. I'm sure if you if you go into that, you'll find something about that. Maybe some links to the um the actual radio shows that they did. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. But yeah, so it's something that was in 1983, and I can always remember thinking that where's this radio show? Where's it? ever since I was a kid, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. I want to hear this radio show, and it's sort of. At the same time, I don't want to hear it and it be pants because I've been waiting a long time to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's I must have, yeah, I did have the um, sort of the the audio version on uh, record back in the day. Awesome. It wasn't just the music; it had like sound bites as well. So you you, you, you kind of follow the story along with it. But yeah, it's pretty good. Um, okay. So I thought that was quite interesting that, that not a lot of people know that there was actually a radio play as well. It's like, mm, it's cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah, fair enough. 
Um, I, if I had to talk about one thing from The Empire Strikes Back, I would say the asteroid chase mm. is amazing, even by today's standards. Yeah. It is stomach-turningly, butt-clenchingly phenomenal. 4K does it well, doesn't it? Does it beautifully, yeah. Mm. But yeah. just the way it weaves in and out, you literally are holding your breath for that scene. It's fantastic. Even when they, you know, escape from um, the mouth of the, was it the exogorth it's called? The giant worm? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, the hand puppet. Oh, the hand puppet, yeah. <laughs> um, not that you'd hear it go rawr because it's in space, but you, know, you do. <laughs> this is a Battlestar Galactica, kids. So, um, but you know, I just love that scene, that that chase asteroids tie fighters exploding potatoes flying around phenomenal wow. love it is that where the rhinox live is it rhinox minox minox yes. yay <laughs> oh shoo shoo beastly things yes <laughs> that's them yeah brilliant <laughs> never mind never mind uh alex any parts of the film you want to well, i think I'm, i went to like a a star wars convention probably about five to six years ago in Chelmsford and I met this guy called Alan Harris um, Alan Harris in 1982 he was in the the, the film is it Who Dares Wins and then in, a year later he was in Empire Strikes Back but he he played two characters in Empire, one was the bounty hunter uh, pronounced if I say this wrong, is it Bushk? Oh the um, like yeah, the lizard face yeah. Yeah. and then um when Han Solo is like frozen in carbonite and Boba Fett is um, escorting him to Slave One, um, I think Alan Harris played one of the the guards, the Bespin guards, like walking alongside uh, Han Solo. But later on, Alan Harris played a cameo in The Phantom Menace. Really? Yeah. Oh. Okay, as who? I think he was uncredited, but he actually he was one of the characters in 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 the film. But yeah, so after Empire Strikes Back, he came back to the uh, to star in the Phantom Menace. That's something well, cool about the Phantom Menace. There's <laughs> lots of things cool about the Phantom Menace. Well, I suppose there are, it's especially just George Orbanks. Yeah, yeah, best character in the world. <laughs> um, it's funny you mentioned that particular bounty hunter because little known fact uh, they nicked his uniform off Doctor Who yeah I've seen some pictures of that yeah <laughs> it was literally on an episode of you Doctor just, Who and they I literally out was just going to say that you know you <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry mate yeah see this is why we uh, we rehearse all this this is why we sound so professional all the time <laughs> because we know what we're doing we haven't got a clue what we're doing so uh, I'm expecting the wife to walk in any minute now with a plate of chips or something. So bear with me if that happens. What? Do you get food? I, I know, right? I, I'm, I'm set up properly here, mate. What can I say? What's that all about? I know, right? <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, there you go. So I love the, um, yeah, I love, I love the space chase. But, of course, um, we, we've got to address the, uh, the biggest plot point of the whole film at some point or another during this chat. Yeah. Um, oh, you. Hello, Dad. Um, Actually, Darth Vader never says. I've got everyone say. If you say quote the like, the famous line from Empire Strikes Back, mm. they always say, "Luke, I am your father," which he never says. No. He, he never says that. He says, "No, I am your father." <laughs> mm, yeah, I got caught out with that. Funny enough, on a, a Zoom quiz night during lockdown. Someone threw that at okay. me, and they thought it, and they they rubbed it in my face ever since. <laughs> is that how many years is that? Uh, <laughs> too many. Yeah, but but, uh, but, but everyone seems to think that, don't they? It's like one of those Mandela mm. thoughts, you know. It's like everyone yeah. thinks that he says, "Luke, I'm your father." Nope. <laughs> no, he didn't. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And um, it's one of those cinema going experiences. We talked about Dune and, and Blade Runner, but. It really was. And of course, Phantom Menace, because everyone walked out of there thinking, what a waste of time. Um, but you go to the cinema to experience this and this this film and you get dropped a bombshell, which literally silenced the entire cinema. People stopped chewing. There was gasps, lots of like no's going on. They just couldn't believe what they just heard. So 
Um, and I'll cherish that memory forever. Yeah. That, that was real. Um, I can remember being shocked. Twice Star Wars done that to me. Yeah, I can remember at that point, I was shocked to the hilt. I looked <laughs> to my left and my dad was crying. <laughs> All right, and I was like, you can't cry <laughs> like that. And, and it was like, it really hit me hard. And, and George Lucas knew exactly what he was doing and John Williams, because at that point, music stops it's like <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah yeah there is a pause long enough for that deep breath to like yeah and then music and then music comes in again says no that's impossible and it's like crescendo everyone's upset and shocked <laughs> yeah i think i had the same feeling in um a force awakens when kylo ren kills his father mm. i had that same feeling it was it was yeah. awful it wasn't pleasant, the no. Yeah, but, the uh, difference there is like you could what you could feel from Kylo Ren there was he had to make a choice, didn't he? Mm. And and it's whatever choice he chooses, he's hurting someone. Yeah. You could see it in his face and you felt it. That's that's a bit different there. Where but whereas when Luke finds out who his dad is, instead of being happy, that's an absolute travesty to him, isn't it? Bloody hell, Paul, you're getting deep all of a sudden. Crikey. Empire does that to me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm right, aren't I? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else about Empire is just incredible to you? Either of you. I like the abominable snowman. <laughs> oh, you're the only one who does. No, I, I like I, I like things like when Alex earlier was saying about sets and things like that, and they actually went to places to where things were remote and stuff. That blizzard was a real blizzard. Yeah, you know, and that's stunning, isn't it? And and it, and one of the facts that I read up on was that it was so cold there they had to actually put the cameras. The cameras they were using, which is, I think it was 35 mil film, they had to freeze the actual cameras because when the cameras heated up, it was melting the film quicker mm. as they were filming. So they had to freeze the cameras to make it work. <laughs> I think they, they still do some sort of like, sort of like conventions where they filmed it in, in Norway. I think, um, I think people like Alan Tomkin uh, I've been out there previously and a few others and they do like, you know, they show slides and behind the scenes photographs and show you around locations where they filmed the movie and stuff like that. I think they do that every every other year or something like that, a special convention maybe. Nice. Cool. I did see, I'm sure I saw actually on one of the uh, documentaries about the behind the scenes of uh, Empire Strikes Back that they got snowed into the hotel so they filmed one of the scenes in the back garden. <laughs> Brilliant! I <Yeah>. love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's true. You'll have to rewatch, uh, you know, some of the discs and uh, and confirm that at some point. But I'm sure I've heard Being that more than once. Carrie Fisher. Do what? Sorry. Being snowed in with Carrie Fisher. Sorry, just entered my head. <laughs> <laughs> Save oh, that one for later. Right yeah, there, you go. Sorry, one for the bank. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I don't want to be around when you make withdrawal. Um, oh, see, you took it to. I went <laughs> off earlier, and you've just gone filth. <laughs> if one of us is going to, <laughs> it's going to be me. Come on. Oh dear. Okay. I, I just agree right. to say that I think um, when <laughs> when the Kirshner was directing Empire Strikes Back, especially when when Mark Hamill is in uh, Yoda's um, cave or his uh, his hut, I think mm -hmm. he. He filmed the scene where where Mark hits his head on the on the on the roof. Like he filmed it about fifteen times until until Kirshner was happy with that scene. A bit like a bit like Kubrick has you know did hundreds of takes. It was yeah. very similar with, with Kirshner directing uh, Mark in that in that scene. Cool. Yeah, but Yoda's hut. Yoda. I mean, yeah. how good is Yoda for a yeah. puppet? Or yeah. as Minch as he Frank was going was. to be called. As as what? Sorry, Mint. He was going to be called Minch, M-I-N-C-H. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but yeah. But, uh, but that, the, as far as puppetry goes, wow. <laughs> I know, right? It's yes. so good. And uh, I know episode one had a quote, air quote, puppet, um, and it was replaced by CGI, but even the CGI wasn't as good. 
well, the CGI of Yoda in Phantom Menace is famously mocked, isn't it? Because it was terrible. The puppet <laughs> they used in episode one for Yoda is mocked. That thing is hilariously awful. Yeah, that looks like it's come from a toy shop. I wouldn't be surprised if you look close enough, you see a seam. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it looks more like a, well, it looks like it come out of Gremlins 2. <laughs> no, I mean, no. I'm talking about that Gremlin with the makeup and the wig and the lips. I well. know what you're talking about, Dennis. <laughs> I know your fantasies. <laughs> oh, Save that one for the bank. The one, the one in the bar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it gets oh, off with the holographic yeah. doctor. Yeah, that's the one. I can't remember <laughs> if it's, um, is it, is it Stuart Freeborn or was it Jim Henson that created Yoda? Um, no, it was Oz. Well, Oz brought him to life and voiced him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I, I don't think it was Henson, so it would have been the other guy. No, because Jim Henson, not being funny, Yoda would have been like a fraggle. Yeah, which is what happened in episode one. Yeah. So, cause, so I don't think that would have been Jim Henson because it was just, it was good, wasn't it? I mean, he, how can a how can puppetry cause emotion and grab someone by the balls and start listening to every word he's saying? Uh, yeah, but that's the thing. Even the close-ups, you know, it's got the slightest movements, little ear wobbles. Mm. Everything is just portrayed perfect. It's like I, it's pure magic. It's the only way to describe it. And they've no one's ever come up with anything much better than that ever. I don't think. No, I mean, when he says, "You will be." Yeah, it's like oh, oh that, that gave yeah. me nightmares. That thing, yeah. <laughs> the look on his face. Uh, it also reminded me of my aunt Josie for some reason. I don't know why. If he, is that insult or, or compliment? No, that's that's neither. Really, he okay. never met her. No, never mind. Um, yeah, Yoda puppet, phenomenal. And um, some, some character played. There was hmm. it was mainly like. Um, there was one character that actually played Yoda. Dressed up as as the the actual character. Oh, okay. He was in Tim Burton's uh, Willy Wonka, and he's been in lots of other films like. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I know who you mean. He's the the Indian guy. Wasn't yeah, he, he's been in uh, loads of films. Battlestar Galactica, one of those characters dressed up. I'm th- I'm sure he played um, Tiki from Buck Rogers. Mm, that's it. Yeah, the same guy. Yeah. Yoda in Empire. Yeah. Ah, that's interesting. He's called Deep Roy. That's correct, yes. Yes. Are you looking things up here, Dan? I am, yeah. Well, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? So I don't, yeah. I don't want to give anyone uh, the wrong the wrong impression or anything. So I'm just yeah. going back through his extensive... Did you see he did play um, Tiki and Buck Rogers? Because that would be interesting yeah, for me okay. I'm a Buck Rogers fan. Uh, so, yeah, he did play Yoda. Uh, he was uncredited at the time. Um, he was in Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played Aurea's pet. Um, <laughs> he played Droopy McCool in Return of the Ewok. Oh. Um, he was one of the background characters in The Dark Crystal. He's a never-ending story. Uh, he played Tin Man in Return to Oz. It's impressive. Uh, That's good. Yeah, credentials here. I, I can remember seeing a Blue Peter report on that, and the person that played Tin Man had to actually walk backwards with his head almost touching the floor. Yeah, yeah, bizarre, isn't it? Um, yeah. In the X-Files, Paul, one for you there. Um, I know exactly who he played in the X-Files, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah, what, played, what am I looking for? Buck, Buck Rogers. You know, Buck Rogers. yes, Buck. Okay. Uh, I don't see Buck Rogers on his resume. Oh. Um, and I'm... <laughs> no, no. He's in Blake 7. Oh my God! What a show! Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, he was literally made his first Credited appearance well. back. Made his first appearance back in the New Avengers in 1976. The New Going Avengers up against that's, Steed. Joanna Lumley's era. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> and he was in the Pink Panther Strikes Again. Hilarious film. We're old, aren't we? I know, aren't we? We really are. We really, really are. So many reminders these days. Horrendous. So at least you're older than me, though, Dan. Well, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Thank you. Uh, Only by a few hours. (laughs) Yeah. 
so excellent. Yes, he's even in the new Star Trek films. Is um, McCoy's little friend? Oh my God! Really? Yeah, he's yeah. the green thing that he when he says, "Get down, get down." Yeah, <laughs> that's him. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, there you go. There's a, there is an official Star Wars Star Trek crossover connection there. There we go. I've uh, just got to announce that I've actually, since episode three, I've stopped. I've given up on Discovery now. Is that because you're waiting for the next episode to release or are you just bored of it? I think it's gone too far on a certain line. <laughs> okay. All right. You well, know where we, I'm going, yeah? We can discuss that at length at, in, a, in a future episode, <laughs> I think. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. Okay. I'm not going down there. No. No. Because... <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've discussed it ourselves, haven't we? Yeah. And yeah. I've said, I must have been talking yeah. to Star Trek. I am currently enjoying, and I highly recommend this, uh, a podcast called Keeping Up with the Cardassians. Okay. Where they, Lovely. They, they literally, <laughs> three guys sit down and watch Deep Space Nine for the first time. First time? Uh, for the first time. Yeah. They, they visit it like 20 plus years later. And, uh, yet to and, do it. And, and they're loving it. Yeah, they're really enjoying it. They spend half the podcast talking politics and, you know, controversial matters. And then the last half of the show, they talk about Star Trek. I've got to say, though, what a title. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a shout out to those guys keeping up with the Cardassians. They are fantastic. Give them a listen. They're on Spotify. Cool. And, I will do. Uh, that's a, I just love that title. <laughs> I know. It's worth it. Yeah. It's all it recorded so in there. It all recorded Tiny in their garage. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, shout out to the lads. Enjoy it. Thank you, guys. <laughs> uh, so going back, uh, trying, trying to stay on topic. Not that we ever go off topic on this, these, uh, these, these we recordings. Just, we, should just, we should call ourselves Fanboy Tangents. <laughs> nah. We shoot off on them, don't we? <laughs> well, that's half the fun of being a fanboy, isn't it? It's because you're, you're passionate yeah. about something and you want to get your point across. Even when you do <laughs> talk over people, Paul. Yeah, sorry about that. That's I okay. get excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect example. Uh, if you, anyone hasn't heard it, uh, listen to the first two and a half minutes of our Dune podcast. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I We're here to talk about Dune. I like it. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't we all? <laughs> that's pretty much how it went from the moment I hit record. So. That's just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, we, we couldn't we couldn't exactly imagine if we were watching the film and we could say what we, we wanted to say during it. Wouldn't that be great? We should, do you know, we should do a, uh, a watch along. We could do that. We could do that. We've literally just got to sit on Zoom, press play, honest, though, press play on a film at the same time and watch it with our headphones so we don't get sound bleed and then yeah. just talk as we're watching. That would be fantastic. Or, or, or all of you come around mine and watch it. Nah. Why not? You live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but when I'm in Exeter. Oh, well. There'll be bit, and there'll come be to Exeter involved as well. Uh, no, that's, that's just dangerous, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> because there has to be so much editing that you couldn't, couldn't like, watch along with us anymore, could you? <laughs> yeah, true. So like, what? Who's Bert? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. that smell? Oh, um, yeah, it's not me again. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, we, there's nothing to say we couldn't do that. We could literally pick a film one night, just throw out a little episode once every uh, few weeks, months, whatever, just record ourselves watching it and just sort of talking to each other as we're doing so. That'd be yeah, great. Right. It'd work, wouldn't it? I think we'll try that at some point. I don't know when, but at some point we'll try that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> anything else, boys? You want to add about Empire Strikes Back? I like the behind the scenes sort of stuff. So, I like the way Phil Tippett uh, worked on A New Hope, mm-hmm. and then on Empire and and Jedi. I quite like his work, um, his stop motion filmmaking. Yes, amazing. It's amazing. I must admit, the um, not just the stop motion, but the, the designs. Uh, and locations uh, and sets and props that they made are, are fantastic, um, with the exception of the guy running around with an ice cream maker on Cloud City. But Cloud City itself, you know, the, the caves of Hoth and all that sort of thing, really, 
really good. Uh, those Can I just say, what? No, sorry for interrupting. Can't. No, you can't. Right? I'm talking. Gonna... I'm talking. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm still talking. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Fingers on lips and wait your turn. I was just, just going to say, those hangar doors on Hoth are, are like, wow. Now i finished. You may continue. <laughs> Sorry, I'm actually creasing here. Bear in mind, I, I say, can mute you, you know. I know. <laughs> the, four, the 4K editions, right? Everyone was like, when we came out with our special effects and we thought, what the hell is he doing? We said it in episode four, didn't we? Where we said, what the hell is, was that animation, that change all about. When it comes to Cloud City, those updated special effects are stunning. Yes. No, I agree there. It takes a sterile white corridor and turns it into a sunset vista, if you like. Mm. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, it's like it gives more depth and outside world of, of it, doesn't it? And it's mm. like stunning and i was like wow that's actually worked and also can you imagine um the designer of the attacks going to the animator saying make that work <laughs> yeah yeah can you imagine their thoughts well it's, like, it was, how are you gonna make that work it's industrial like and ma- light and magic they they basically face this challenge on a daily basis that's what makes them special mm. i mean look at the the volume that they use now for Star Wars TV shows. That's that's just mind blowing. I know, it really right? Is. Yeah. The TV, the Star Wars TV shows, are like mini movies, aren't really, aren't they? It's like the production value of them is mm. is insane. It's ridiculous. Isn't it? Can I just ask before anyone else jumps in with any other points or anything? Mm. Uh, was anyone actually upset when C three PO got shot? I wasn't. No. No. Really. no. <laughs> No, <laughs> shut him up for a bit. That's it, exactly. Tobacco, <laughs> yeah. But no, it's that's that's okay. I, I just wondered if they were aiming to, you know, tug on a heartstring because I must admit his speech when they did what they did to him in uh, episode nine, that pulled at the heartstrings. Yeah, but it's it's it's. I think it. I don't think it was intended to pull at the heartstrings. I think it was a Laurel Hardy moment. You know, you think, you think they were going for slapstick comedy? Mm-hmm. No, I think it was a comedy element. I wouldn't say it's comedy, but I imagine they probably wanted more of a shock factor than they got. Yeah. I think most of the audience were just relieved. <laughs> I got nothing against three PO because he has a he does have a part to play, but he's not a major character in Empire, is he? How can you say that about the only character that's appeared in every Star Wars film? <laughs> I know, but uh, but when they made the second film, did they know he was going to be that influential? Probably no. not. Probably exactly. Not. <laughs> you know, whereas R2 was, they couldn't do that because not being funny. I can remember back in the day. People we like R2. School, we were all school kids then and all the girls loved R2. That liked Star Wars. We love R2. Until the Ewoks came along. <laughs> Get out. So, so I can so I can imagine that they weren't going to do anything to R2, really. Nothing really bad. Well, R2 isn't annoying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's leave that point there and, and just sort of walk away, really. Um, okay. Obviously, uh, we mentioned Bosk earlier as well so that brings us to bounty hunters and the introduction of the greatest bounty hunter in the galaxy he's not that's not the introduction it was originally in was episode he, four he was cgi'd in yeah but holiday no special but. no <laughs> that that's, yeah. that didn't happen that's like episode one didn't happen okay. and it was only it was only a cartoon then as well so that's doubly insulting which is on the disney plus uh app if everyone wants to know it's just the 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 boba fett section of the holiday special has got its own little clip Mm -hmm. you can click on he's pink isn't he yeah yeah no (laughs) that's his estranged cousin yeah Uh, was he something to do with the wookies as well wasn't it in the holiday special 
yeah, it was about Life Day, which was Christmas. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Right. So you've uh, you've just of Boba Fett on on Empire. There we go. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And let's face it, who wanted to be Boba Fett at school? Everybody in the planet. (laughs) Even the girls. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing character, eh? I know, right? (laughs) Gosh, I hope they don't kill him off by mistake. What the hell? What do you say? Oh, look what they did in the next movie. I know. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Did you know? Did you know that um, in Jedi, George Lucas was contemplating uh, like an end of scene of him crawling out of Sarlacc's pit? Did you know that? Mm. I mean, I was like, number one, that wouldn't have been a very good ending after what actually happened. <laughs> Maybe in mid film that would have worked, but. <laughs> Well, do you know what? It, it would have it would have been quite good actually, because he could have come out and sort of looked at the camera and got like, "Now I'm pissed." And now he's got a reason to go after Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, but not at the end of the film. At the end of Jedi. Uh, yeah, whatever, whatever. You know, weeks later, you know, out he pops, and uh, yeah, he's really annoyed. I'll put it in the modern world. That would have been an after credit scene, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yes, it would. So, yeah, but that was that was actually being being thought about by George Lucas. I read that up today when I was looking through looking for notes and pointers and things, and that was one that came up about Star Wars. I was like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> you've also got to remember though, when talking about Boba Fett, when when we first saw him and he was introduced in Empire Strikes Back, um, he had a different voice back then as well. Mm-hmm. He was very Wild West, very Clint Eastwood. It's worth a oh, lot to me. You know that you know. with his gun, don't we? Yeah. yeah he even <laughs> walks like Clint Eastwood. You hear those spurs ringing, even though he doesn't wear spurs. No, it was, it was, yeah, it's, it's, it was quite... Well, back in those days, most most films were Westerns, weren't they? Or, you know what I mean? There, were, there was a lot of Westerns when that came, when the Empire came out. It, the, the Spaghetti Western thing was on, it was going on. Oh, but, spaghetti Westerns were in the 60s, right? the 70s really yeah i'm old you are but not as old <laughs> as me apparently no <laughs> but yeah but yeah boba fat classic he's he's a cowboy really isn't he mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 pretty much alex i remember you and i looking through uh bargain bins for classic kenner figures on the hope that we'd find a boba fat amongst others mm. at conventions in in and around the area when he used to go to uh, Honiton, yeah, this, uh, Star Wars convention, the guy who played um, Boba Fett in Empire was he ever present at those conventions? Yeah, Jeremy Bullock. Yes. He was. He was. Shut up! I'm talking. I got his autograph. I'm talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, he has been there at least twice, as far as I'm aware. Um, this is a big shout out, actually. The guy who. Um, uh, held those events at Andy Spencer, who yep. um, we went to the Phonicon one in 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 Exeter. Yes, he still he still raises money for charity um, in in Honiton and around the Devon area. So he still does Star Wars events, raise, raising for money to in charity. Are they, are they still called the X Wing Foundation? And yes. that's X Wing yeah. as in E X E for Exeter. Yeah. He still does raises money for for charity. In, there you in go, the- guys. Find him on Facebook, give him a like, thumbs up, and support him wherever possible. Good he's also well part of the Devon Comic Con thing, isn't he? Yeah, he actually dresses as a, he, he's a big Blake Seven fan, so he dresses up in those sort of like outfits as well. Ah. Yeah. I used to like Blake Seven, but I can hardly remember anything about it. I just know I enjoyed it. Can you remember they, they didn't have the budget to actually produce laser images, so they just shot nothing, didn't they? No, that's, that's a realistic uh, depiction of yeah, lasers. That- yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Again. <laughs> they were ahead of their time. They were ahead of their time. He's getting me back, everybody, for butting in. <laughs> Still mute you, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I met Jeremy Bullock at an X-Wing convention at Honiton. So, yeah, he does. He, he, that was a long time ago. I, I don't mm. know what happens these days with that X-Wing now. So it'd be interesting to find out. because Conventions long overdue. Well, I think the last one I went to was up at Plymouth, uh, sorry, Plymouth, uh, Exeter University. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good one. How long ago was that? About three years. 
I want to yeah, say. Right. Wow. We met on the married, Uwa. Yeah. We did, yeah. I got Ula's. Ula? Yeah, her, her autograph up there. She was great. Oh, what a character. Oh. <laughs> Help me through my teenage years. One for your bank. <laughs> Dude, that's so far in the back of the vault. <laughs> the last convention I went to, I was actually married. So it's a long time ago. Wow, out, is out Honiton way. Okay, I think was it um, the one? Kenny Baker was there. Oh, okay, oh god, that would have been a while ago. Then God rest his soul. Alex, we went to uh, obviously we went to the one up at the university. Was that before or after the Phonicon? That was after the Phonicon. That was I after Phonicon. The, the Phonicon was where we met um, Pam Rose, yeah, and Alan Flunny, who was a stormtrooper in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. In the carbon freezing chamber. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, yeah, it was a good day, that one. Yeah, we need more conventions. Unfortunately, this uh, time of COVID kind of put a kibosh and all that sort of thing, but it's a real shame. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get through it. It'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, there's a lot, it's, it's, a lot of people have become reclusive because of it, really. But, mm. Yeah. And just all they can do is sit around and watch TV all day. Is that a dig? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, guys, okay. I, I I must get, well, Alex and I must receive at least three to five recommendations for new shows a day. <laughs> you must watch this. You must watch this. Yes, mate. Yeah, we will. One day, eventually, it'll happen. <laughs> just go away. Okay. But when you watch that one, then go and watch this one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Going back to Empire Strikes yes, Back. Yes, please, then. Alex. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> there are scenes, I think, when they wrapped the film, mm. uh, the last day of filming, maybe on the um indoor set, there's a they had a like a, a beat like a party, all the cast and crew and the director had a meal on the on the set of Endor. I I've I've seen a few photographs of it, but um Apparently, yeah, the, the, I think they were saying that uh, you know, I've spoken to a few people who were actually there at the meal, so that the, the smell was completely awful because of the um the you know the water, um. But you know they yeah you know, once they finished filming the Endor scenes for for Empire, they had a a wrap party, and um and had a like a, a free course meal on the, on the set of Endor. Okay, that's quite cool, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's fitting. I suppose fitting. Mm. Did you know it took John Williams only two weeks to record the soundtrack? No. Anyway, um, if you had to, <laughs> if you had the opportunity to appear in a scene of The Empire Strikes Back, which scene would it be and why, Alex? I think it would be in the um, the carbon freezing chamber. I think one of the stormtroopers surrounded by um, Not watching Han Solo get frozen into his carbonite. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'll get that. That that would be uh, that'd be excellent to watch. You could say it would be a cool experience. Oh, oh, well done, Alex. That was oh. amazing. <laughs> Can I? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> that was worthy. That was <laughs> for all you talent scouts out there. We found him first. That's all yeah. I'm saying. We found him wow. first. He's ours, hands off. Paul, <laughs> oh. I'm thinking. I think I'd like one of my favourite scenes is when they enter the Cloud City. I'll call it a dining room, and, and Mr. Vader's there as a surprise. Oh, yeah. I, I like that scene because the look of shock on everyone's faces when the door opens is just stunning. <laughs> but well, she'd so like the door to open, look of stunned faces, and you're at the other end of the table going, "Hello there." Yeah, because you know I've got a love affair with Vader anyway. Yeah. But, but I, I just love that. It's just perfect. He doesn't have to say anything, does he? It's just like, yeah. "Hello, I'm here." <laughs> I just and that's I just love that. And he was one of my favorite scenes. If you would join us. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's just brilliant. That was a creepy Dark. giggle. Darkness. See, it's entering yeah. my darkness. I love it. Okay, sure. You know, I'd I'd be happy as a uh, tail gunner on one of the snowspeeders. 
That what, was, a great, uh, what, a, what a great scene that was for, and a great feat of uh, not early, early 80s t technology or special effects. It's, yeah, it's just... So even even in 4K, you'd be hard pushed to notice their you know hand animated models. They are so mm. good. I know. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> it is a that's what I mean. It's it's a quality film. It's not just about the the story, although the story is very dark. It's just such a fresh view of this sci fantasy that we'd experienced a couple of years earlier. But, yeah. And do you think it was the fact that it's so starkly different from what people were expecting that makes it stand out so much? I think there's certain areas that people are still shocked from the I am your father moment. And I think people were shocked during the film at that. And I think there was a lot of, I think it was a film where they're trying to make lots of little shocks and twists and turns, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's, it's, there's, did he actually know the directions he was actually pushing this story? I don't know. You know, because he didn't write Jedi before he, you know, he didn't write all three in one go. No, but he yeah. had a, a draft outline of where he wanted the whole thing to sort of start and finish. But that Ted was being, ABC, didn't he? That, that was changing on a, a regular basis. So, yeah. But I, but I just, I love how. I love the directions that they go because if, if you're driving on a road, it wouldn't be a straight line. You know what I mean? It'd be like all over the place, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's what I like. <laughs> Almost like I like it being messy, if you know what I mean. Not messy as in horrible, messy as in where am I going next? <laughs> okay. Well, you've, right. So are you, are you referring to the fact that they're all together at the start and then they're all separating and going off mm -hmm. on different stories and tangents only to come back together to experience pain and tragedy at the end yeah i mean like even the bit even the han solo and leia relationship you know it's a bit rocky and, and it's, uh, I, I like things like that it's just you don't know where it's going well you know where it nearly went nearly went to um Luke. yeah to, <laughs> yeah. To, yeah the old um keep it in the family type thing. yeah <laughs> how, how would you explain that to explain your dad that one Vader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're telling me this now, Dad? <laughs> yeah. Bad Oops. move. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but you see what I mean? I, I love that it's just going in so many directions. You think, oh, it's going that direction. Next thing you know, nope. It's like, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's, I, I love that. It keeps you on your feet, doesn't it? Well, it certainly keeps you enthralled throughout. Yeah. Alex, did you get the whole um, dark side cave scene on Dagobah the first time? Did you um, figure out what's going on there? The interesting thing, like we did uh, in the last podcast before we, we redid this, is like when, when his, Luke is in the cave and he has the lightsaber in his hand and sees Vader, then take cuts off his head with the lightsaber. And then, see, then you see Luke's face within the Vader's helmet. Mm -hmm. This is before Luke is told that Vader is his father. Mm -hmm. So before that even happens, you get to see Luke inside Vader's helmet. Search so, your feelings. You know this to be true. He is. They are a family. Yeah. Vader. Luke. Okay. Luke sees himself in Vader's see, helmet. I. I. I didn't go that way with it. Okay. Um. I kind of saw that if he keeps going the way he's going, he's going to end up in the dark side, in the dark side. But, yeah. you know, I suppose it's so open to interpretation. You know, was no, it foreshadowing were, the future, a fight? Yeah. And because I mean, Vader gets struck down, but Luke's in the suit, does that mean the fight could go either way? Is it him battling for his soul? You, know, you could argue this particular imagery for, for quite a while. It's quite, quite deep. Uh, the more you, you keep digging. Go back to like the Force Awakens. You can go back to like Kylo Ren. You know, Kylo Ren was was Han and and Princess Leia's son, but he turned to the dark side. But towards the end of it, he came back, didn't he? Mm. Maybe mm. it's but like Luke could have gone a, to the dark side. Yeah. But he, he 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 stopped I, that from happening. 
I think Luke, has, Luke has always had this dark side in him, though. There's always on, that Paul. element, isn't there? Mm-hmm. I was just—I <laughs> was just going to say that Kylo's journey is—it's—it's um, it's motivated differently. Hmm. Okay, he wants to be Darth Vader. He wants to impress upon Darth Vader. He wants to to live up to that bloodline. Yeah, but I think he just—he just can't do it. He's not dark enough. No. Yeah, he wants to be. But he wants to be. That's the, that's the thing. And he um, He wants to be the bad boy. But some people, you know, we all sometimes think, oh, I wish I'd have said that to him or done this or done that. But ultimately, it's not your nature to do it that way. And I think that's what happened. And I think killing his father, Kylo killing his father, was uh, something he regretted, which we kind of come back to in episode nine. Yeah. Well, he, he instantly regretted it, I feel. As soon as he, as soon as that saber went in, I think he regretted it. You could see it in his face. Yeah, but that's what I think. That's why I think in episode nine it comes back to that conversation again. It's like it's relived, mm. but he takes the different choice this time. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's what makes the whole. I want to be the bad. I want to be bad, but I can't. That's I not me. I want to be like my uncle. Yeah, it's it's a. a Whole another conversation for another film, but it's, uh, it's it's worth thinking about that one. They're, they are both dark and evil and nasty, but for different, they're on different paths, different journeys. See, here, imagine this, right? Kylo Ren, he never met his uncle, so is he holding him into high esteem because because he's never met him? He's heard the stories. Oh, yeah. be, you know what I mean? Yeah, there'll be historical archives and stuff, and you know, but uh... yeah, the all-powerful Vader, you know, it's. Mm. <laughs> So he's, he's going to have an image in his head of, he, he never met him, so he's going to have an image in his head of, it could be completely different to what he, he actually was. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, we'll have to uh, investigate or discuss this one um, in, in just a few episodes' time, I think. <laughs> yeah. But as far as Luke going dark, there are, there are books and comic books made of him taking that, direction aren't they oh i know um, i saw some artwork of um, one of them yeah. i never read it but uh, i did see artwork of luke invader's costume without the helmet and i was like oh Ooh. yeah the, i read the i read the comic books as as you know but i didn't read the actual novels but the mm. comic books were very very dark and uh it goes down the storyline of yeah, he went down he took the, the dark side but he went the same way as vader he always knew that he would end up being good you know, and he was always fighting his own in the comic book. He was fighting his own thoughts, if you know what I mean, in his head. He was fighting people on the outside world in reality. When he was sat in his chocolate orange, <laughs> you know what I mean, his his thing to regenerate, he was in conflict with himself for most of the comic book. You know, about good versus evil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, it's it, it is an interesting storyline in itself. Luke going down. No, that's the aforementioned plate of chips I was talking about. Oh, I see. Turning up, so yum, yum, yum. You've got food, Alex. What's that all about? (laughs) Lucky me. (laughs) Just just talk among yourselves for a few minutes. (laughs) Hang on, while Dennis is eating, we'll play some music. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there then. <laughs> that was Kerry's thing. You've had enough now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop playing about with your, your toys and your friends and come back to reality. <laughs> Fair enough. That's lovely. Uh, well, thank you both for uh, talking this evening. I enjoyed that conversation. I'm glad we managed to get you both together at the same time. Uh, previously, we did try recording this because we couldn't get a schedule together where we were all off at the same time. And it, it just didn't work. So uh, I'm glad we managed to get this round sort of table moment thing happening. Yes. So uh, <laughs> next, yeah. So um, I don't know when the next episode will record, but uh, Empire Strikes Back. Unless there's anything you'd want to pop in and talk about beforehand. All I can say is like, may the force be with you and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Okay. Yeah. So thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. See you guys. Bye. Peace out.
Bye. Okay, bye. And you can now reach out and leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash fanboys slash message. And who knows, you could appear in a future episode. Tell us what you like, tell us what you'd like to hear, and we'll see what we can do. Thank you very much for listening.